We've proven about all that we can prove concerning God, uh, aside from the scriptures, that is. So, as we talked about at the very beginning, um, what we want to do is, is when we're giving evidences for God to build the right way to, to not try to prove the Bible and then I get to say whatever I want. Um, that's a method that we commonly use. We'll get to the Bible. Um, but we want to build a better, uh, a better foundation for what we believe. So we've, we've talked about, you know, if I'm talking with people who don't accept the existence of the Bible or accept these things, how do we have a, a common ground? How do we talk about things? So we, so we established the existence of a God. We talked about history. We talked about some science. We talked about all sorts of things. There's all sorts of ways that, um, that God has demonstrated himself to society. So, so from there, we then move on to this next subject, which is, okay, uh, so there's the existence of God. What now? Which God? And uh, in order to do that, uh, I think it's important to talk about Christ. And that's the next thing I want to talk about. Can we, can we prove Christ? Can we, can we, uh, and what can we prove about Christ? Without using the Bible as, a, well, the Bible says Jesus is this. That's not a proof. That's the circular argument. That's, um, like, it's no different than what we've talked about. You can't prove God using, uh, saying, well, the Bible says so. That's just a circular argument. That doesn't um, uh, address anything. So we're gonna we're gonna kind of adapt a common uh, a common um, uh, method for teaching Christ to people who don't uh, believe. Well, let's who if if Christ is not who we said he was, uh, who could he be? What, what could Christ be? We, let's put all the options on the table. Okay, just a man. What kind of a man? A good man, okay. Okay, false prophet. So he's kind of a, uh, uh, on the negative side of, of things, uh, he could be some kind of a, you know, a fraud, a hoax, a magician kind of a person. What else could Jesus be? Crazy man. Crazy, nutjob. I mean, you're claiming to be God. I mean, who does that? Crazy people do that. I heard of a story where uh, uh, a, a, a psychologist, he said this was not really a wise decision. He's like, I was a young psychologist, so he had two people with what they call a Jesus complex. It's a real existing thing. Uh, and they both claimed to be Jesus Christ. So they said, well, I'll stick them in a room together. And they'll have to come to grips with the fact that they both can't be Christ. So they got into a fight over which one was the real one. And uh, that probably wasn't a, a good idea. In <laughs> so, um, so that's a real and existing disorder. Um, so I've come up with, and, and, and you've seen this before, um, Lord, lunatic, liar, we're going to expand it a little bit. So, the other thing is that a lot of people will say, well, he was, just, he was a very wise man that taught very wise things. And in time, it grew into a kind of a legend, uh, but, but a wise man. We're going to keep legend. When we say legend, what we're talking about is that, uh, uh, the other one is that he was completely made up. In other words, uh, a man named Jesus never existed. 
that's like Zeus never existed. It's a it's a story. It got told and retold and retold until people believed it. So uh, we're going to to talk about um, about a couple of these. We're going to take these uh, and and really go through these. And I'm, I'm going to. Uh, Work from this premise. Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, in his stories of, of uh, Sherlock Holmes, uh, made had this quote. He said, "Once you eliminate the impossible," and this is, he's explaining this to Watson uh, in here. So he says, "Once you eliminate the impossible, whatever remains, no matter how improbable, that's the truth." Uh, and so, so that's what the, the premise that really all mysteries are, are are built on is is trying to come up with this really elaborate scenario in which you, you, like, I can't figure out what it is because everything seems impossible. But once you start going through all the possibilities, you say, well, that can't be uh, reality. So uh, this one can't be. This one, this one, but this doesn't seem possible. Well, it's improbable. The rest are impossible, so this is the one. Uh, did a man come to this earth or did God come to this earth and, and, and a, a man walked around and walked on water? That doesn't, that doesn't, our minds don't take that in. Uh, did he raise people from the dead? Did he himself raise from the dead? That doesn't seem probable. But if we eliminate all the other possibilities, then we are left with one scenario, and that would be that Jesus is indeed Lord. So let's look at these. Uh, we are going to take the, uh, the first, we're not going to do those in, in order. Let's begin with the idea that Jesus never existed at all. Um, that's where we have to begin. Once we, once we establish that, then we can, we can talk about what kind of person he was. Was he this? Was he that? But was he? Was there a man named Jesus of Nazareth? Um, and um, so who argues that? Um, a survey in England recently, 2015, found that 22% of people in England, which is a very atheistic country, found that a man named Jesus of Nazareth never, ever even existed. That would be lower here. Uh, but that is a very, that's probably one of the more atheistic Western countries there are. Um, but that's still an alarming statistic that that one in, that you find a, a a Western Christian-based originally Christian-based country, or at least for the last millennia, where one in five people don't even believe that the man existed. Forget what the theories of him are. So we're going to address that as as a real and at least growing uh, idea. Um, what's the archaeological evidence? What, what's, what's the evidence for Jesus if we're not going to use the Bible? What do you use? What do you use? What sources? Okay, if we, if we, if we had access to a Roman census from, from 2000, that would be marvelous. You know, that would be Joseph and, and Mary, that would, that would prove it. So, unfortunately, most of those documents over time those don't get preserved too well. Uh, we also have a, a problem in that uh, peasants, such as Jesus, don't leave much of a paper trail. Right? 
It's just not. He was a peasant. Let's, let's call it what it is. He was low class. The son of man has nowhere to lay his head. He was a poor man. Poor people don't make a dent in the archaeological record. You can uh, do research on where he went and see if any sort of places there was something there that would identify it that it was him. Yeah. Okay. So again, so where did he go? He lived in Galilee. Galilee was like low class. Galilee was the trailer park of Palestine. That's what it was. Kid, search the scriptures. Does anything, does anything wonderful, does anything come from Galilee? It was the butt of all jokes. Like, like every region in the United States. Like out in the Northeast, we make fun of Maine. Right? I don't know who you make fun of out here. I, I, when I was in Iowa, they made fun of Missouri. I don't know who you guys make up. But every, every region has the place they make fun of us. You know, Galilee was the butt of jokes in Palestine. So, so you don't really, you're, again, you're not going to have much there. I mean, we, we find first century homes. There's a couple of first century homes that are ruins. Jesus might have possibly known that home. Or Bethany, there's a home. You know, there's places like that. We don't, there's no evidence that Jesus healed the person here. You know, you, you don't find that. So, is there evidence? What's that? Again, yeah. If, if there was anything like that, uh, if there were any inscriptions, uh, but we're, we're just going back to a time that there's not archaeological evidence. So we're, we're not going to find archaeological evidence. Um, okay, so what we're going to have to do is we're going to have to look at this man and, and the claims that this man impacted a society, then the people who preserve information about the society that he impacted should write about him. Uh, and we are going to, to look at that, that factual evidence. Um, but before we do that, we want to avoid faulty evidence. The shrouded current is a hoax. It's known to be a It's very elaborate. It's well done. It's a hoax. There are, there's item after item, and you can, if you want to look at it. Now, you can find tons of Catholic sources that will attest to its veracity <laughs> because they worship the thing. Um, so, uh, but they've done forensics on it. They've done all sorts of things on it. It is very elaborate piece of art. It is a piece of art. It's an amazing piece of art. That's just what it is. Um, there's, there's like 11 or 12 faults with it at least. Um, we won't go into that. We just want to make sure that we're not, you know, oh, the nails in the cross and uh, we have uh, all this stuff. That is faulty evidence. So we're going to look at a couple of things. Um, first of all, Josephus. Josephus uh, was an upper-class Palestinian Jew. He was born a few years after Jesus died. And um, uh, he was a Roman commander. So he's... Uh, and, and remember that when we're talking about using people, we don't want to use circular evidence. So um, I, I'm not going to use a Christian source to confirm that because that's a biased source. I'm not going to... Uh, I, I think there is value in in looking at what Christian authors wrote. But to prove Christ's existence, I'm not going to, you know, I, I wouldn't, um, I wouldn't, 
uh, use a Mormon source to prove Mormonism true or false. Uh, it's a biased source. So, um, I would have to go to uh, somewhere else to, to, to do that. So, uh, Josephus was, in addition to being a Roman commander in their military, he was a historian. He wrote a 70-volume history of the Jews. He, he went way back, and he just wrote a history of the Jews. Uh, very thorough. He never converted to Christianity, uh, but he mentions Christ by name twice. Uh, one of those accounts of his is in dispute because it looks like it was heavily edited by Christians later to, to put things in. So we're going to eliminate that one. Um, but what we are left with is an interesting account, not so much about Christ himself, but about Christ's brother James. Uh, and he writes this. He says, he brought before them, um, this is talking about uh, when Herod um, uh, killed uh, James. Uh, and I think it's uh, Acts 13. He says, he brought before them the brother of Jesus, who was called Christ, whose name was James. And, and I've highlighted the word Christ, uh, called because of a reason. He did never believe that Jesus was the Christ. But he's alerting you to the fact that there's this man, James. He has a brother. He was, he was killed in an unfair trial. And he was the brother of a man named Jesus, whom they called, that is, the Christians called Christ. What's important? What is important about this? There was a man named Jesus, a historian of the Jews, not a Christian, but of the Jews, recognizes in close time. This is not time enough for a legend to grow. In close time, with, with evidence there, this would be like uh, to us, uh, you know, John F. Kennedy. I mean, we're close enough in time. Most of us were born, or at least half of us were born or came to understanding of society after John F. Kennedy was assassinated. I mean, uh, and, and, those, and there's a good portion of you that, that might have been born but don't remember it because you're too young. But, but we have people that were there we have people that remember it, and that would be Josephus. There's plenty of accounts. So Josephus is an invaluable source. Um, let's get a little bit more in opposition. A man by the name of Tacitus, we referred to him um, last week on a different subject. He was a Roman historian. He was a politician um, under Nero. Uh, we talked about he was so hostile to Christianity that he supported their murder. He thought that was a good thing. Uh, he looks like a guy who would think that murder is a good thing. Um, this is what he writes. Oops. I'm not sure. Got a weird font there. Uh, Christus, the founder of the name Christian, was put to death by Pontius Pilate procurator of Judea in the reign of Tiberius. That's a statement of fact. From a Roman source who hated Christians. This is not... Now, the thing about... Um, the thing about Tacitus is really interesting. He was a professional historian. Uh, by that, I mean... Um, uh, he would... He used rules of... 
of, um, of a biography that we would use today. In other words, if he, if he came across information that was in dispute or questionable, he would say this is questionable source material or take it, you know, take it for what you want. Take it at face value kind of a thing. He would put a disclaimer. There's no disclaimer in this. He recognized the existence of a man named Jesus as a fact. And not only that, but what else? Okay, who put it to death? He's placing information. And he's confirming other stories in the Bible as well. Uh, and that's just kind of an extra. Uh, he, he gives the, the location and time. Um, another one by the name of Suetonius. Suetonius is a little bit later. Um, uh, he is a Roman historian um, in the uh, second century. He's like around 170 or 160, somewhere in that. So a little bit time after um, after Christ. So so like, well, now we're getting a little bit down the line. But here's the interesting thing about Suetonius. Suetonius uh, had a special. Um, I don't, I don't even know a, a, a security clearance. I guess. <laughs> Uh, he had access to all the imperial and senatorial archives. Like, just imagine being able to walk in and see all the top secret documents. Like, okay, who killed JFK? Who do they really think killed JFK? Like, I would like to see that information. All those secrets. Do they really have UFOs in Area 51? Like, all that information that you ever wish, like, I wish I could find that out. This guy could find it out. So when he writes this history, he, he goes back in time and he, he's not really writing from his perspective. He's not researching this from what people at his time think. He's, he's going back and, and going, pouring over stuff that's been documented centuries before. So, uh, his spelling's not great, though. That's the problem. He writes this, Since the Jews constantly made disturbances at the instigation of Crestus, Claudius, uh, and he doesn't include Claudius, but that's kind of in the larger text, and then have room up there for it. He's talking about Emperor Claudius, expelled them from Rome. You can read about that in Acts 18. Right. Uh, so again, a confirmation of a, of a biblically mentioned event. Now, Crestus himself is obviously Christ. Obviously, by that time, Christ was not on the earth. Um, that's not the point. The point is not the accuracy of the event. The point is that Claudius thought that the Christians, or Christian Jews, we should be more, uh, were being compelled by some guy named Christ to cause disturbances in Rome, disturbing the peace. They turned the world upside down. Remember that statement. Right? So, so it's, an, it's a belief if we go back in time from 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 uh, from Suetonius, we find that Claudius believed Jesus to be a real and existing man. That was the official position of Rome. That that Jesus was this real and existing disturber of the peace, right. because it didn't match their their theology. Uh, here's another guy, uh, Celsus. Celsus was uh, a little bit later. And he was, uh, 
he wrote uh, towards the end of the second century as well, and he wrote, um, he was a philosopher in Greece. He was not a politician, but he wrote this, he was going to come up, he was really the first one that was going to come up with a book or a, some sort of manuscript that was going to prove Christianity wrong and wipe it off the face of the earth. He was the first guy to really try that. A lot of the stuff you will read today, if you read a, pick up an atheist, you know, like a stereotypical atheist work, it'll all be regurgitated selfless. I mean, uh, so his stuff is vile. Just, and with no basis whatsoever. Uh, just made stuff up. He wrote this, talking about Mary. She disgracefully gave birth to Jesus, having been guilty of adultery, and she bore a child to a certain soldier named Panthera. Okay. So Jesus was illegitimate. But what's important about this? She never, he never questions whether Jesus was born or not. He states that Jesus was born as a matter of fact. So the earliest people who hated Christianity did not question the existence of Jesus. Uh, one more source, I think. Let's see, one or two. Yeah. A couple more. Let's, and I, I, I want to go internal to the Bible, not to prove a thing necessarily, but to illustrate something. You've heard the statement that a good liar can give details, but a or a bad uh, how's that? A good liar can give details, but the best don't. The best liars leave a little vagary, because when you give details, you allow yourself to be checked up on. Now we don't have a census to go back to. That would be wonderful. We don't, but they did. They're close in time. So Matthew and Luke writing within one generation of, of Christ's existence on this planet, writing detailed, methodical genealogies, that's dumb. If he's a figment of people's imagination. If he never existed, census, over. Uh, that never happened. But we never see that question anywhere. We never see that argument made anywhere. We'll see it now, 2,000 years later. Oh, he's never existed. The people then, well, what, what about those two genealogies? What do people do say about those two genealogies? No. No, your genealogies aren't either. I've got two genealogies. Am I going back on my mother's side or am I going back on my father's side? Because there's two different genealogies. Everybody has two genealogies. Right? Of course they're different. But you'll notice again, no one at the time questioned. No Jew standing up there. Your genealogies are contradictory, Jesus. They're not contradictory. They're different genealogies. So, so the fact, just the mere fact that they supplied the information shows that they were confident in the fact that Jesus existed um, and that they were never challenged. Who knows what that is? Matthew 
Huh? Very good. That's our current year. Why? Why is that our current year? Okay, so there's actually no such year as zero. There's a year 1 BC and a year 1 AD. Um, Anadomina means in the year of our Lord. It does not mean after death. Otherwise, we'd have a 30-year gap in our time. Um, a little bit about uh, a little bit about Anadomini. Anadomini was not. Uh, it wasn't like Jesus was born and people said, "Okay, we got to change the way time is done here." As uh, a man in what would be Bulgaria today uh, came up with this method, because there was hundreds of different. I mean, every locality had their own way of charting time, from a popular king or from some major event or. Whatever. So, so there's all these contradictory things. And so here is the world is starting to be Christianized. And uh, I don't even know the guy's name. Um, but uh, over by the Black Sea in, in a, a Christian area, uh, this guy said, why don't we date from Christ's birth? Uh, so they called it Anadomini, uh, it, which means in the year of our Lord. Um, in the year of our Lord. Blah, blah, blah. Now, he made a mistake about, you know, identifying a certain, you know, he took it from the census or he took it from whatever his dates were, the death of Herod, maybe, perhaps he went from there. However, he identified it, he was off by four years, uh, and that came to light after much research and much, much later time, you were talking about this. And it was a lot easier now, by this time, our, our time stamp was on every legal document, in the year of our Lord, da, 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 this happened. Well, instead of going back and changing all the documents, what are we going to do? We just say that Jesus was born in 4 BC. So Jesus was born four years before he was born. And that, that's how we rectify this problem. That's a little bit easier to do that. And it's like, okay, we all know it's goofy. Okay, so. Um, but the point is, we named time after a man, not likely that that man never existed. By the year 800, within 300 years, this had caught on. It had spread everywhere and it was accepted. Though it was one man's idea over in a remote corner of the world, a man named Jesus so influenced the world that people recognized, we should name time. Time itself should be named for this guy. That's impressive. No emperor ever achieved that status. The world over. Oh, in Rome, sure. And then they would argue about which emperor. It should be Augustus. It should be this. Oh, it should be the founding of Rome. So, not a proof, but again, an evidence that Jesus at least had to exist. doesn't prove who he was. We're just proving his existence. So, we can cross legend off of the list. Uh, so, we can, we can go that. I want to uh, go through one other one. We have a few minutes left, and this doesn't take nearly so much time. We've talked about it a little bit, that Jesus was a nice guy. Jesus was a likable person. Just a likable person. Uh, we're going to prove this wrong a little bit, uh, a little bit differently. Uh, so Jesus was a nice guy. He never claimed to be God. Who knows what that is? You got a math majors? What's that? 
What's that? What's that? Okay. Okay, we call it the bell curve, standard deviation. You can call it anything you want. But everything in the world literally can be charted this way. Height can be charted this way. Intelligence can be charted this way. Uh, everything can be charted this way. How good you are, how bad you are, right? There's a small percentage of people way over here, like 1% of people or less than that, that are really that diabolical, right? It's like a fraction or 0.6%, whatever the standard, I forget all the things. And there's a number of people that are that nice, that are, I mean, not even that nice, just that sacrificial, that good, that opposite, right? That's, and the rest of us are nice. That's who the rest of us are. We're nice. We go to work. We do our jobs. We come home. We mow our lawns. Sometimes. Right? We're nice. We say hi to our neighbors. We... I'm giving multiple choice here. You can pick... You can pick... So, so you might be down in the 13%. You're a little less nice. But you're kind of nice. You might be really nice. You have an extra nice neighbor. He'll bring, a, you know, she'll bring over an apple pie. Oh, yep, extra nice today. <laughs> See, we're all in this nice category somewhere. The majority of us are nice. That's because that's the way a standard deviation works. You know that person, and you know that person, and you don't know anybody from a hundred years ago who was nice. Name me one nice person from 1905. Other than a relative. No relatives. Can you name me some person in Kalamazoo that was nice? Nope. They leave no dent on society past the people in their little sphere because they were nice. The, the people that they gave an apple pie to, yes, they'll remember them. Oh, she gave me an apple pie. Mowed my lawn when I was on vacation. Nice. No dent, positive or negative, on society. We remember Attila the Great, or Attila the Hun, uh, Leonardo da Vinci, uh, 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 Mother Teresa. We remember these people because they impacted, good or bad, they impacted society. And the world remembers Jesus Christ. He was not simply a nice guy. Couldn't be just a nice guy. It mathematically doesn't work. He would be the first nice guy to be remembered in history. Here lies really nice guy. <clears throat> Jesus wasn't even nice. Did you know that? Did you know Jesus wasn't nice? Precisely. Do not think that I have come to bring peace to the earth, I have not come to bring peace, but a sword. He goes on and says, I have come to set a mother against her daughter-in-law, a father against her son-in-law. Not too hard. A mother against the daughter. Right? All these things. That is a long... Jesus wasn't nice. He said things, did things that were hard. And Jesus 
claims to be God. So, well, Jesus didn't claim to be God, that grew. He was just a nice guy, and people made that up about him later. Nope, he made it. Didn't make that up. He says, even, he was calling his own, God his own father, making himself equal with God. There it is. He made himself equal with God. And here's another one, uh, a few chapters later. Jesus said to them, truly, truly, I say to you, before Abraham was, I am, which is the title of deity. So they picked up stones to throw at him. And this reaction is the reaction I want to end with here. And that is simply that likable people aren't the subject of numerous and very complicated assassination plots. Because we're nice. Huh? We're nice. No one, no government official somewhere is plotting to kill Andrew in his sleep. Right? I'm not diabolical. Right? You're not diabolical. No one's plotting your death. Because we're nice. But Jesus impacted people in a way that made him want to kill them. They did not view him as a nice person. So that is a new theory. And that is not what people at the time thought of him. Any thoughts as you close? Okay, we'll cover the rest of them either next week or in the next two. Yeah, I'll get it right now.